you went to school up in Washington and then you spent some time working and just recently you've returned back to the LA area. Correct. And what what are you hoping to achieve back here in LA? What's the plan? You know, at the moment I don't really know what the long-term plan is, but I'm really enjoying the work I'm doing as an administrative assistant for the contracts department dealing with matters related to insurance. It really engages my mind. Okay, and this I don't understand. Insurance is engaging? Yeah, it can be. I mean, <laughs> just having to make sure that all your ducks are in a row, everybody's getting billed, has their authorizations. It's a complicated process, but I definitely like the challenge of it. Like, what was your favorite class while you were at my, college? So the way it works at Evergreen is that you have these um, multidisciplinary programs that usually make up a full-time load. Um, my favorite program was one I took my junior year called Writing American Cultures, um, which basically focused on aspirations and realities. I mean, one thing particularly focused on was um, the contrast between ideals and realities, or you know, the challenge of what one thinks of themselves versus what others think of themselves. And it was reading books such as Invisible Man and Replaceable You that helped me to realize the what the consequences of letting others define us yeah and that just allowed me to break free when I realized that because I think for so long I felt I think I succumbed to others definitions of me but I would not do that anymore because you're going to end up believing that you're devoid of something rather than being something or somebody and discovering new hobbies and talents and skills and so now you feel like you, you are at a place where you fully accept yourself instead of looking for other people for validation? I do. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm significantly, I'm twice your age and I don't think I'm there yet, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks <laughs> so for that's, uh, that's pretty good that you're there at that young age. Everybody know what they want? I do. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How can I help you today? Okay, we're gonna, Nick's going to order first. Thank Go you. for it. I'd like to take a number one, add grilled onions and pickles, um, animal style fries, and a Coke, please. What do you think the biggest struggle was when you were young? I think the biggest struggle by far is obviously wanting to be accepted for who I am, who I was and who I am, and not be defined by a neurological condition because of the troubles of, you know, having to... Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Thank you, sorry. We're talking about something yeah. really important. Yeah. Tell <laughs> didn't even want a soda. But wow. anyway, you were asking me earlier what was like the most difficult yeah. thing. And you were talking I think very, it was, very eloquently. I was talking about, you know, I found the biggest challenge by far is being accepted for who I was at a young age because, you know, being diagnosed with autism at age four and a half and then enter kindergarten while still struggling and the fact that the Culver City Unified School District is small. You go to school with mostly the same people from kindergarten through 12th grade. So because of this, this was how I came across to and was remembered by a lot of my peers. So even after I had improved to a significant extent or recovered, I think I wasn't really seen as anything more than a neurological condition. And that just made it really hard for me to fit in socially. And was it just the kids that you were going to school that made you feel like you didn't fit in, or was it everything? It was really the kids, for the most part. 
Adults are a lot more kinder, although I can tell you I had one first grade teacher who once, I just don't think really understood what I was going through. And she actually one time told my parents that she didn't think I had any chance of succeeding. And hearing that just makes you like, wow. I mean, I feel sorry for her because she didn't understand, but still, I, when you are in a position where you're supposed to empower the lives of young individuals, you should never say anything like that. That's degrading. So I gotta ask you though, cause we get a lot of mail from people who say that they feel like ABA in particular causes people to feel like they're, how they are and who they are isn't enough and that ABA is trying to change them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the things people have said to us is where are all the adults who had ABA and, uh, you know, why don't we see them? We hear parents talking about how great ABA is, but where are all the adults who had ABA? Right. So what do you think? Do you feel like ABA made you feel bad about who you are and, and changed who you were? You know, there's definitely a period where after services ended for me, I didn't really want to have anything to do with CARD or any of that because I just felt that it just made life difficult, especially when I'd have therapists shadow me at school. And, you know, they weren't really there to really interact with me too much, but I had an idea and you can tell people under something is up when people are looking at you weird and they're like, what is up with Nick? And you're just trying to fit in as best as fit in as best as you can. But now I'm like, why try to fit in when you were born to stand out? I read that somewhere. Um, but it wasn't really until, you know, the recovered documentary came around, and then when I worked at the old headquarters for a couple summers, that I really st- and my time in college, that I really started to look at this all in a different light. And, you know, it's, if it weren't partly for that, if not entirely, I just wouldn't be where I am today. Okay, so, and while we're talking about this, because you were featured in the movie Recovered, um, and that's a word that that got used in conjunction with you, Mm -hmm. that you recovered from autism at what age? Um, Recovered at 10, even though my services uh, didn't end until I was 14, gradually fading out. Okay. Time. It just felt that there were still some things that I needed to improve. On. So, do you use the word recovered? Do you say that about yourself? Do you say I recovered from autism? I do, but you know, the way I look at it as I probably still have some, I'll admit, I'm not perfect. I probably still have some characteristics and traits and symptoms that, some traits and symptoms that are characteristic of autism. But what they say is that, you know, you need to meet certain criteria in order to to qualify for a diagnosis. So when you no longer meet the minimum criteria, then you would definitely be deemed recovered. Right, and and it's considered a diagnosis of a disorder. Exactly. Do you feel that you, at this point in your life, have a disorder? Indeed, I sometimes, uh, I think I to a certain extent I still do have disabilities in some way, but I do not let them hold me back I don't let it hold me back and I don't let it define who I am. Yeah. Thank you. Let's eat. Let's eat. Any regrets? No regrets. You know, I've had moments in life where, you know, maybe I could have said or done things differently, but you know, experience is experience. It makes you wise and I guess sometimes you have to go make a few mistakes to find out 
who you really are. Why you're so wise for your age, Nick? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Is that that just you? Is that your parents, or is that what you've been through, or a combo platter? What do you think? In fact, is all I can say is I just know what I know. I don't. It doesn't really get any clearer than that. It's you're, nothing. You're very passionate about things, and you and you feel things <laughs> so deeply. And I know how much you care about people. And you're yet you you remain centered. So what ticks you off? What makes all that go away? Do you ever get mad and, and lose <sighs> I it? I very rarely lose my temper, but definitely, let's say, there's some pet peeves that just drive me crazy. Or if, and sometimes I can be very sensitive. So if somebody just says something that makes me feel that way. It just that's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, or sometimes I have a hard time with accepting feedback or being told things I don't necessarily like to hear, especially from my folks. But I try my best to respond as opposed to overreacting. Reacting. Because you ultimately have to realize that nobody's against you. That's it. I want to crochet that on a pillow. <laughs> there are people who need to have that said to them on a regular basis. Yeah. Nobody's against you here. Mm-hmm. I'm probably one of them. <laughs> well, thanks again for this. Made my day. You're absolutely welcome. Thank you for going with us. My pleasure. Is there anything that you wish people knew about you? You know, this is certainly what I would like to be remembered for when I die. Um, I just wish everybody would always know that no matter what, I always try, try to be, do, be and do the best I could be and do every day. And that's all that really matters. Absolutely. 